And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. And we're going back in time with a good old-fashioned retrospect on one of our favorite movies of all time that I know is probably not on a whole lot of other people's list, but damn, is it a good movie. Well, it was a really weird situation, because this movie, it was a movie that a friend of mine... It was like, okay, at the time, I was in a long-distance relationship, and the girlfriend I... My girlfriend had to go to work, and my best friend who lived in town, he had to go to work. So that just left me and my best friend's wife kind of hanging out together. Like, what do you want to do? She's like, well, I came across this movie called The Big It. You want to watch it? Like, okay. <laughs> it was just this very weird situation. It's, it's got like, Marky Mark in it. Yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah. She's like, I know you like the Marky Mark guy. I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. We'll see how this goes. And then I watched, I watched that movie. It was just one of those things like, what the fuck am I watching? Because it's just such a weird combination of things. And I'll be honest with you. It's not a perfect movie, but there's no. just some weird 90s charm about the movie. And it's just like... This movie could only be made when it was made. It's got like a lot of violence, a lot of weird, almost slapstick comedy. But it and works. then ska. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Then it's got the ultimate '90s soundtrack. Well, that was one of those movies I remember. You're like, oh, dude, you gotta yeah, check. I came, this I came one. back to after yeah after that after I got back from visiting her, went to the pawn shop. Like, dude, you gotta check. Yeah, this I remember. Yeah, we were at the pawn shop. You're like, dude, you gotta get this one. You'll like this. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I take that movie and I go home and watch it. And it was one of those ones where like. All of a sudden, it gets to like a scene in there. I think it was the one where Marky Mark's got the Asian girl and he's hiding her in different rooms. And I was all like, oh, fuck, I have seen... Well, I've seen parts of this movie before. I remember me and my dad watched this on TV a long mm-hmm. time ago. Like, it came back. I was like, oh, because sometimes when you watch a movie on TV, mm-hmm. it's almost like it doesn't register exactly what you're watching. And I think it's, the difference is... is when you, put it, when you get a DVD or something, you know exactly what you're putting in. You're looking at the cover. You're looking at the back. You put the disc in. You've made all these decisions. Where on a TV, sometimes you're just flipping through, and you kind of get stuck on something. You end up watching it. So next thing you know, you forget the title. You forget what the hell it was. But you remember like the certain parts. Well, I'm surprised it took us this long to talk about this movie. Because remember our third, <laughs> epi- our third episode, I don't remember like all of our early episodes. Remember our third episode was Total Recall, the, the Colin Farrell remake. Mm-hmm. And I lean in like... It's the jerk-off guy from, from the big hit! <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. We've mentioned the big hit many times on the podcast. We literally were going to do a retrospect on it almost like eight months ago or something like that. Because I remember I watched it and I looked up things. And all of a sudden, then like more time went by. And somehow, some way, we just didn't get around to doing it. So finally, we sat down and said, okay, we're going to do it again. Let's fucking watch Big Hit. And, you know, indulge in this movie and talk all about it, which is kind of fun, because I've seen it now probably like six times by this point. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen it quite a bit. And man, is it, is it just a good, fun movie? Like, All right, gentlemen, synchronize. Get ready in three, two, one. What's up? Uh, go, go, go! I'm a contract killer. That's the only thing that I'm good at. This is a bonus hit. Without a doubt. 10,000, the web hits the big man. Non-dairy creamer? Yeah. I'm really sorry about the mess. (laughs) Don't get paid! Thank you, sir. This is going to be the right time to tell them that we're engaged. You seem like a nice enough German-Irish fella. Toy, toy, toy. You're going to put your father in an early grave. 
Hit me. Got a little present for you. Yeah. Oh, who is it? Sunny tonight. I diced them up a little bit. Did you clean them? Oh, a little man. bit. Ew. Hmm. Kind of cute. Who is that? You sure you don't want to go on this little caper we got planned for tomorrow? This is the girl? No, it's your mammy. This is a kidnapping, right? That's right. So what's up with you guys? You playing tribute to the Spice Boys or something? Hey, boss, what's going on? There has been an unauthorized kidnapping. The kidnappee happens to be my goddaughter. What? Is that true? The truth? Yeah, I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Shut up. There's a hit squad coming for your ass right now. Get him. Get him! He's after all of us. Buckle up. Let's work. From the team that brought you Broken Arrow and Face Off. Where you can't tell by the way I roll. Shorty, that I'm a ladies' man. A businessman. Condos down the shore. Multi-million pension plan. But it ain't in my plan to make moves without the fan. No can Keep it intact. Real class. Do the track. John, play the Mac while I pay the tax business as usual. Watching suspects. Pam? Yeah? Were you gonna break up with me? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's as 90s as fuck. I mean, the movie was made in 1996. It didn't come out until like 98, but dead center 90s. This is technically almost like Marky Mark's maybe like second main movie. I mean, he did a couple TV shows. The only thing I think that comes before this is Fear. The one where, you know, he beats his chest. <laughs> that movie where he's like, he's dating Reese Witherspoon, and then, like, the dad's like, I don't want you being here anymore. He's like, well, guess what? I'll fucking kill you. I'm Marky Mark. <laughs> well, my favorite thing is, it's going to see off topic for a second, but still Marky Mark related. There's an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where Dennis marries his high school sweetheart. He's like, this was a mistake. He's like, guess what? Uh, I don't want to be with you. Then all of a sudden, she looks at him just like this dead, like, just dead stare and just starts hitting her chest like, Beating what's her. he doing? He's doing... He's doing the fear. He's doing the Marky Mark. She's doing the Marky Mark. We gotta get out of here. <laughs> he ran out the house. And th- that's a great movie that a lot of people have never really seen. I think it was one of those ones like maybe if you were there and you happened to go to the theater at that time period, it probably only really appealed to somebody mm-hmm. from the age of like 16 to like 25 at the mm-hmm. time because that's sort of the audience it's for. But it was one of those like random ones when somebody just gave me a box of VHSs It was in there and you know, you're just watching. <laughs> you're just putting tapes in. You don't even know what the see fuck what you're happens. watching. You're like, oh, Marky Mark Resourcement? Whatever. Bloop. Put that thing in. Let's see what this is all about. And then it's like, oh, this is actually kind of a cool movie. Mm-hmm. It's like scary. It's the scary boyfriend movie, but... No, that one I never actually... I've seen parts of it. I haven't seen the whole thing, but I know enough about it. <laughs> it's worth getting out if you see it like for like a couple bucks. Pick it up. Well, it was... Like, but this movie right here, though, it is kind of like... I like that movie, I imagine... This one, it's like, every so often you can kind of see, like, all right, that's uh, numbers and statistics that make this look like that, but in the, the, why they have this kind of uh, music going here. But at the same time, it's almost like a time capsule. There's a time where you might roll your eyes in that and kind of chuckle. But now I'm at a point like, no, it's kind of a time capsule that lets you know. <laughs> I, I like that. It's one of those ones, like, it's weird. It's like, when something comes out, it was that cool period. It's like, oh, my God, this is, like, the most amazing thing here. I'm, like, here at the time. And then only a handful of years later, I was kind of like, oh, that seems so, like, old and dead, man. How many times are they going to do that? But then you go a handful of more years later, and then you're like, oh, I kind of like that. Well, there's some things I wonder how they're going to hold up. Because I remember, we'll come back to this movie in just a second, but, like, I remember there's that movie Sex Drive. And that's where whenever something funny would happen, they would show someone with a cell phone camera, like, taking a picture of it or doing it. And then they cut to, like, a website somewhere of somebody laughing and pointing at, like what they posted. Mm-hmm. Now, now that doesn't seem like a big deal, but I wonder if like, 
if that's going to be one of those things like people because now I kind of roll my eyes and I think about that but now I'm wondering like is that going to be like like something people look at oh I remember that when they were just starting to go look guys the internet you yeah know? exactly social media look you know yeah all those ones well, there is those kind of things and then in the long run they become just like a historical like reference I think more than anything else there's a period where it might seem kind of like outdated but over time, it just goes like, no, no, no. This is just like what it was in this time period, and that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, this is another one I look at. When you look at that new Underworld trailer for Underworld 5, it's like that movie looks as 2000s as fuck. It but does you, not you, look You would have never, like, you know, 10 years ago, you would have never thought anything of it. But, like, when you look at that, it's like, oh, my God. That's like, takes me back to 2003. Well, I remember when, I remember when the Underworld 1 came out, I was really excited that I saw Underworld 2. And it was then I saw Underworld 3. And I was in all three of them. Number three, I was starting to kind of peter off a little bit. That was the prequel one. But mm. then um, once I got to the fourth one, it wasn't that it was like a bad movie. I just, and I disliked it. I'm like, I just don't care anymore. Yeah, it's and kind I, of like you get kind of burnt out on it. And I'm still looking forward to number five. It's like, ah, cool. Take me back to the 2000s. I don't know. I just look at that. I just like, it looks like they, looks like the last one. I can't really tell what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. It looks exactly the same, but it's like, you know, it's probably, it has its audience. You know, maybe this is the one where it's like Fast and Furious where they suddenly like, actually we figured out what we were doing wrong with the first two, first few and now we got ironed out. You yeah, know? got them dialed in even more. Yeah. You know, even though there's nothing really wrong with Fast and Furious, Furious 2 and one. 3, but. Well, I mean, there's that, there's that whole thing where like, one, people liked... Two and, and three are amazing. I know. I know. Two is kind of like it's made for like only the car people generally. At the end of the day, two and three, it's kind of like they're doing a little bit more of an experimental thing. They're not entirely sure what they're doing with it. And they get to four. I'm like, oh wow, we got a real big response for four. Let's do a little bit more of that for the fifth one. Yeah. Fifth one comes out. Everyone's jizzing on each other over the movie, and then you know from there on in, it's what we, we got. What you got? They, each one's expanding it, making it more insane than the last one. Yeah, exactly. All those kinds of things like that. But going back to um, fucking the big hit, like this movie, really what it is, it's about like, you know, a group of guys, they're just hired hitman, you got Marky Mark, you got um, Lou Diamond Phillips from our kind of retrospect fame of Young Guns, and then you got um, Bokeem, what's his name, Bokeem Wood? Bokeem Woodbine. Woodbine. This this movie made me a fan of that dude. Yeah. I, like, I, I remember looking back on like old episodes of Smallville, and there's an episode where he was like the freak of the week. And he was this guy who would just shake uncontrollably. Uncontro- and if he got a hold of somebody, he would like accidentally like snap their neck or something. So it's and like he, seizure man. And he was like he was like a guy. He was like a friend of the Kents, and he would just be like this. He's like I'm trying. I'm hoping it's the same guy. I remember he was an episode of Smallville. I'm pretty sure this was it. But like, um, and then like he would he was like a friend of the Kents and. He kind of was holding people hostage, like, I'm not a bad guy, I just need to prove that Luther was up to some bad shit, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And then, unfortunately, he dies. And he was also, and if I remember correctly, I'm, I'm hoping that just mixed up with someone else, I'll look it up in a minute. Uh, there's the part, there's the guy in The Rock, who was Ed Harris's right-hand man, who's all like, I want my fucking money! Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Boy, I, I can't tell you on that one. It's been a while actually since I've seen the wrong. I'm looking that up now, but yeah, <laughs> I just want to make sure, just so I know I don't send people down the wrong line. Like you just mixed up three different actors. But yeah, but you know, it's one of those ones like it's just these like, hitman guys, and the movie's kind of it's weird. Like it starts off, it's you know they're going on this big hit thing right here. They're gonna you know just do their job, show who they are. Well, the very beginning, it's even kind of weirder because it's like it's almost like a comedy, but it's like almost like a Tarantino, like he's, uh, Marky Mark's unloading body parts into like a bathtub. Is that the very beginning of the movie? Before That's they... the very beginning okay. before they even do a hit, before they even go on the hit. 
Well, yeah, and it's got this just dark humor. Like, he's literally just destroying this body. And he's doing it as a favor for somebody else. It's not even his own killing. He's like, I'm doing a favor here. Don't, don't worry about it. And then his secondary girlfriend comes home. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? And everything like that. He's like, oh, I'm cleaning this up for whatever, you know. I think it's for Bakim's character. He's like, I'm cleaning I'm doing him a favor. Or maybe it's Vince, the other guy. It's, it's the other guy. Yeah. And then she, she comes by, she's like this. She actually steps in. And she goes, oh, well, he's kind of cute. So it has, like, even jokes in there, even though it's, like, the super dark humor. But and I guess it is kind of coming right off of Tarantino because it would have been right after Pulp Fiction. I don't mm-hmm. even think Jackie Brown would have... By the time they were making this movie, Jackie Brown might have just came out. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Literally, just the first couple Tarantino movies. I guess you would have had, like, uh, True Romance and stuff like that. So maybe this is, like, the start of kind of, like, I guess you could say the slight clones of Tarantino style, which is never a bad thing. Kind of going back to that, this same podcast, uh, same actor, different episode. He was also, uh, he was the first dude to die in 3,000 Miles to Graceland. Oh, yeah, 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 that's He was right. the Black Elvis. Yeah, he was the Black Elvis. Which, yeah, was very underused right there in that movie. And to, uh, I actually put my own foot in my mouth right here. He actually was not in Smallville, but he was in everything else I named off. Okay, so, well, that's cool. And the other interesting, too, about this is they got some big, like, producers on it. You got John Woo producing it, and then you also got Wesley Snipes. Because the thing is, this movie's also kind of, like, somewhat, like, not like a full-on martial arts, but like a shoot 'em up Hong Kong film. Like, it's got that style, and it's even got a Chinese director doing it. It's, um, he did a he did a Jackie Chan movie. Yeah, he did Crime Story, which that was kind of the big one. The other movies I didn't know what any of them were, but I knew what Crime Story was. Well, he'd be doing Jay the, Kirk Wong. That's his name. And he'd almost be doing like the, the, a lot of the, it'd be that very stylized Hong Kong like kung fu gunplay, like almost break dancing while shooting kind of stuff. Yeah, kind of like equal like Equilibrium was trying to kind of like get the last kicks of that on its way out. Yeah, or then you think of like movies like the, the John Woo ones, like Hard Boiled or. Um, the Killer. Yeah, The Killer. Like that, like those movies. That's what it kind of reminds me you of. You know what this really kind of reminds me of? And I mean this in the best way. Um, we'll go into more spoilers in a minute. But uh, it really reminds me of kind of like The Killer meets Hot Fuzz meets... You know Hot Fuzz. Yeah. I know, but I mean that kind of like... The tone. vibe. If you're trying meets to sell it today. Encino Man. I can see a little bit of the Encino Man is there. I, I definitely the wacky see... kind of humor, and I'd say, the colors, and I'd say the look. The Pulp Fiction, yeah, I see the Pulp Fiction, yeah, a little bit. I, I just, I say those three because, you know, it has kind of that weird, like, 90s, like, mold that it's fitting, but mm-hmm. yet it's like, there's something at the time that probably seemed really tacky, but now, and it even does look kind of tacky, but there's something about it which just kind of brings back memories, and you forgive it for that. Yeah. And well, then the whole hot fuzz, because it almost seems kind of like, it's not jam-packed with action, there's a lot of comedy in it, but the action that's in it is really good, and it's mm-hmm. even the movie self-aware to a certain extent. Well, and the thing, too, is, like, the comedy, there's only, the only one, like, really kind of, like, sort of take-you-out-of-the-moment slap shot, or slapstick scene, it's the one, it's, it's actually right in the very beginning of the movie, too, and it's the only time, as they go on this big, huge hit, and everything like that, and, of course, Marky Mark's in there, they're all dressed up as kind of, like, these kind of work crew guys, and they go into this place and shoot up this bunch of mobsters and everything like that. And Marky Mark's the only one doing any of the killing. Everybody else makes it sound like they're backing him up. Well, Bukim's, he, he was he had another thing. He was taking off the electricity. So I guess you could say he's fine there. But of course, the guy, Vince, I don't know what the actor's name is, but that guy's character. And then uh, fucking uh, uh, Lou Diamond Phillips. Phillips. You know, they're, they're saying that they're backing him up, but they're clearly not. But then they're sitting there at one point, and they're like drinking coffee. He's like, you want non-dairy creamer in that? Yeah, sure, I'll take some non-dairy creamer. That's the only time I feel like the movie sort of takes me out for the moment. Because mm-hmm. the rest of it, all the comedy's all natural. Mm-hmm. That's the only time where it's just like, 
Okay, that seems like a little much. Why do they have coffee cups and everything? Like Ready a, to go. Like yeah. Little plates, little, like coffee cups. Yeah, they got the little plates. That's like the only time I feel like it kind of takes it out because the rest of the comedy in there is all like legitimate stuff and more of like that kind of like trying to hide it from everybody else in the family because nobody, you know, Marky Mark, he's about to get married to um, Christina Applegate. But nobody knows that he's this killer person. They all think he's a computer salesman person. You know, and her family comes up and they fucking hate him because he's not Jewish. It's Only like, one of them hates him. Oh, yeah. Mom. Well, well the see, dad's just kind of like... the dad just doesn't give a flying fuck anymore. He's just at that point of life where he could, like, if somebody... He doesn't care. He doesn't care, but he actually really grows to like Marky Mark. Yeah. And he's, it's one of those things at first he's like... His name's Melvin. We should mention Melvin. And, how many action movies have a guy have a main character named Melvin? But um, he's at first he's just kind of like, whatever. I kind of feel bad for him. His name's Melvin Smiley. That's what it was, too. It's like the Melvin most weirdest Smiley. fucking name. Melvin my, my name Smiley. Melvin Smiley. <laughs> Melvin Smiley. How you doing? Yeah. <laughs> no, but like... Um, he has this... Uh, this, the dad almost feels bad. You can kind of see it. He's like a recovering alcoholic, and he doesn't want to say to him, like, just run, just run. And then, like, at some point, he does. He just says, like, you know what? He's a good kid. I like him, and you don't deserve him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does kind of come around, but it has, like, that, that Jewish racism. For some reason, Jewish people are always allowed to be more racist than others. I don't know why that is. But nobody fucking questions that. But you don't, you don't see as much anymore. But back in the olden days, you'd always see that in a movie where it's like, you can't fucking marry him. He's, he's a fucking Catholic. You know, you're a I Jew. Think well, I think it's just, I don't even think it's so much a he's Jewish. He's fucking Marky Mark. <laughs> feel it, feel it. Nah, nah. No, he's going to ruin your good Jew blood. <laughs> I don't even think that's almost like a Jewish thing. I think it's more of just an old-timey thing. It's kind of held over from previous generations. Well, I think so. It's, kinda, I think it's like old people racism, where it's like, it's, it's like grandparents' racism. It's not really like they mean to be racist, like, burn him at a cross! I, I don't even think it's, it's, it's that kind of... It's that old-timey, just like like chiseled into you racism, yeah. where it's more like... It's not that like they see like a black person, like, there's one! But it's more like... It's one of those things kind of like... You could be friends with him. You could hang out with him. But marry him. Don't even touch him, though. <laughs> That's it, it's that. I think it's that kind of racism. Yeah. And I'm not defending. She's not a very likable character. So don't think it was me defending her. But it's it's more of that. No, I, I know. It's, 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 just old, just a, it's a holdover from that. Yeah, it's that old time. It's it's almost comes back to and like it goes to the thing where it's like oh, he's a prince. You're just a you're just a peasant. What do you mean you can't be married? And like that kind of kind. It's it's like, it's a holdover from that whole like, thing. We're all people. I mean, fuck. We're all people, man. We're all people, yeah. man. Fuck. If you want to marry, marry a horse if you want. I don't fucking care, man. It's like, I want to say there was this uh, Garfunkel and Oates. They put the song like one Republican senator said, like, well, if we let gay people marry, what's going to stop, you know, someone from marrying a duck? And they put up this song. <laughs> a duck of all animals, too. Yeah, and they put up this song like, oh, he read our minds. We want to fuck ducks. So they do like, this super duck, sexy. Duck. Oh, no, they're like, they're like, they're a girl band. But they put like, like, they? Uh, their name is Garfunkel and Oates. They're a comedy band. Oh, okay. Because I, I was like, like, is that like where Simon Garfunkel... Or... That's the joke of it. But oh, okay. They're, they're, yeah, they're gr- like, that's what I thought it was. I'm like, is this like, like where they split? The, like, second name, the second name of like each of those other bands. Yeah. Um, but they have like this, like basically a sex song. Like, oh, we love ducks. He's, he's all right. You know? Just almost <laughs> like just shitting on this Republican. Oh, huh, that's funny. But anyway, yeah. Back to this though. Um, how do we get to there? Well, we were talking about the family and all that stuff. Yeah. Anyway, how they just hate Marky Mark. Yeah. It's, so it's that, yeah, that thing is just like, and it's and basically what ends up happening. The big thing of the movie is so he has he's kind of living a double life in more than one way. He is pretending to be a computer salesman when he's actually a hitman, and he's also 
has a girlfriend, even though he's engaged. And the girlfriend, like, the thing is, he's, even though he's, like, this badass who can just take about any, down anybody. He's, he's, like, the super pushover, like, when it comes to everything that's not, like, violence. He wants so hard for everybody to like him. And yeah, that almost gets for everybody him, to be happy. And that gets him in this weird situation of where he has this girlfriend who's always talking down to him, talking shit to him, as well as Christina Applegate. Not really talking shit to him, but almost kind of, like, using him a lot. And mm. then... Also at his job, because there's that job where at the beginning of the movie, Lou Diamond Phillips, uh, he says like, hey man, I came in, I I got the, I I killed them. Oh yeah, they're they're like, whoever gets, you know, whoever puts the kill to the main mob boss guy, they get a bonus. Mm -hmm. And of course, Marky Mark does all the killing, 100% of it, they do absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. But Marky Mark, yeah, they're sitting there at the office, and yeah, Lou Diamond Phillips is like, Saying, yeah, I got the last kill, and then it just cuts to a scene of all, like, the other three guys just standing around shooting a dead body. <laughs> <laughs> he was still fucking breathing. I got him, I got him, you know, and then, like, Marky Mark's just not in a very angry way, just like, okay, here you go. Yeah, like, Lou Dan Phillips is technically the bad guy of the movie. Oh, he is. And definitely. he does play, like, a good bad guy, even though he's kind of, like, one of those kind of characters you kind of hate. I think it still works, though, like, just, like, the assholeness of him. Well, it's, he's such, so much of an asshole... It comes off, and so, something I'm not used to, maybe, I'll be honest, I have not seen Lou Diamond Phillips in a lot of stuff. I just feel like I, he's just one of those actors, like, Lou Diamond Phillips, because after watching Young Guns mm-hmm. and this, I know I've seen him more stuff, but those are the two things that come to mind. Yeah. And, um, which this one, people go, really, this one? <laughs> but, um, it's just, it, this is like most, like, animated I've seen him. Yeah. And he's also, funny thing, I think his character's name is Cisco. Yeah, the character name is Cisco in this yeah. one. So, and he's just there's something just he's just so over the top in this movie. It, there's just something like uh, you can't really hate him. He's doing really shitty, despicable things. But yeah, you just can't really hate him too much because he's just so over the top. And I don't know. So, the, so the, uh, yeah. Once they get this, they get some of this corp. This is the kind of the main part of the story. Cisco obviously has. He's like, I got the I got this job we can do. It's on the side. You know, we'll make a little bit of extra cash. You know, I need to buy my fucking yacht and whatnot. And so, That's his big dream, a yacht. Yeah, he's big, big dreams, a yacht. And so he's like, there's this, there's this guy, he's the richest, you know, guy from Hong Kong. Or no, richest guy from Japan, even though I think the, the characters are actually played by they're, Chinese. They're Chinese. Got but they're Japanese characters. And he's like, he's got all this money. He's like, we just gotta capture his fucking daughter and ask for a million dollar ransom. Simple, easy, you know, we'll be done in one day. Bam, bam. And, you know, at first Mike was like, well, I, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do that, you know. I'll think about it, Cisco. And then all of a sudden, you know, his secondary girlfriend, she's like, oh, I need $30,000 from you, motherfucker. So he's like, well, I, I guess I got to do this job then to get that money so I can pay off my debts. Mm-hmm. So they end up doing it, and they go to capture this girl, which realizes later on that the father actually bankrupted all his money on this, making the most expensive movie of all time, starring himself. himself. <laughs> <laughs> and all these other kind of funny, like, gags that they have. Like, he made all these, like, giant, like, stand-ups that were all made out of pure gold and everything like that. <laughs> it was like, Taste the Gold, the name of the movie, or the yes. Golden Touch or something like yes, that. Yeah, like, The Golden Touch. It's just him, like, holding a woman. It just has, like, that old-fashioned, almost, like, 1940s, like, super, like... You know, like, here's the strong man and, you know, the helpless woman. Here, he'll fight to save the day. That old-fashioned, like... In a sense, warrior serial kind of style movies, and uh, the thing about it is, so the the, the plan is this, to kidnap the girl, his daughter. So they go to pick up, kidnap his daughter. I read, I read actually an article. Originally, she was meant to be in high school because they want to do the anime thing. Yeah, they want to do the Japanese anime thing, but then they just said this might actually where this thing goes. It might seem a little kind of racy and kind of rapey, more so than it kind of already is. Well, I so think it's gonna... like in the U.S., that's always the hard thing that they have is. It's like a lot of times with video games, like mm-hmm. a lot of times the girls and 
all kinds of games. Everything from Final Fantasy to Dead or Alive and all that stuff. They're all like a couple years younger in the Japanese versions. But in the U.S., they always like push them up like past 18 and above. You know, which in a sense makes more sense to me because when you kind of go like some of those kids, like even like Dead or Alive, like if you told me that all those girls are supposed to be 15, like they all look like they're like 25. It's like really they're all like 15 in Japanese versions. Well, in Japan, they're all like yeah, like 16 probably is like what their age is there. I think it's one of those things, and this isn't me trying to like defend that, but I think it's one of those things there, like. Uh, they're, uh, uh, what, I can't remember the name of the, like, Well, their legal age is legal 16. Legal age is, is 16. 16, so here where people push, like, oh, fuck, 18, or, you know, I think there it's just kind of like a, or sometimes even people fantasize 17 sometimes, like, oh, it's on the cusp, you know? Yeah. And here, I think it's one of those things, it's one of those things back there, like, oh, it's 15, where here it just sounds like, what the fuck, 15? Yeah, yeah well, yeah, because, yeah, so, yeah, there's, like, yeah, the racy thing is 15, where here the racy thing is 17, but, so they just bump it up and that's why they put her in college instead which is I think that was a smart move actually I think producer wise yeah I mean like I could see where the, you know in a sense they're going for like you know let's do an anime movie before anybody's fucking doing an anime movie I think that it's also like well even even that context even if she was like 16 what he's probably like Marky Mark was young when he made this he was like 27 26 yeah he, was, yeah, he, he wasn't too old he was like yeah maybe 25 even so that's still kind of old for like a 26 year old guy dating like a 16 year old so College age, I think, makes a lot more sense. But anyway, um, yeah. so he has to pick her up, and he's being really friendly. And then the most douchiest, stereotypical, like, like college entitled nerd. college, like, you know, gets in the car with her. And he almost gets to the point where he's just, like, kissing her so much. Like, she's that like, guy's rapey. And about. she's just kind of, like, pushing him off her lightly. Like, I'm sorry. Just no, no. But then it reaches this point where he's full on just trying to fucking rape her in the back yeah. of the car. Marky Mark just rolls on the window, shoots him in the back of the head, just keeps driving. <laughs> I know, I love that part. <laughs> just like there was a problem he needed to solve it. Okay. Like and, the- and then later he says she, like, she's all like just petrified, just kind of covered in blood and then he looks to her and he says like, I'm sorry about your friend, but I just didn't like the way he was treating you. You know? <laughs> that's so nice. Marky Mark kind of style. <laughs> that's what makes it because it's just like the killer with a heart almost kind of thing. Yeah. You know? And then, and then, like, it's all some of the small things. And they're like, okay, you're going to leave. We're going to send a ransom letter to your father. So say what's on here. And they actually kind of, some of the small things. She's like, she's all, like, reading it. Like, she's like, she's like I need 1,000 duelers. Just like, wait, do no, what the, read it. And then he's like, one, they just keep on misspelling it. She keeps on, like, <laughs> I'm reading what you have on there. It says duelers. Well, you know what it's supposed to say. No, I don't. You get spelled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she does kind of like stand her own there without just being kind of like helpless and scared. So it's mm-hmm. like, no, I don't give a flying fuck what you do. Yeah, like she's been through this before. Mm-hmm. I guess when you do have like the, one of the richest fathers, it's like, it's a common thing. Yeah. <laughs> Which they do this thing where at some point they get across, like before he gets the phone call, like they'd say, well, why can't, everyone's like, I can't take her. I can't take her for a reason. So of course, they of course, throw Mark her on Mark. to Melvin. Melvin Smiley, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just, it's just one of those weird name. Not, like, it's just like it's amazing. Hearing him say it too, you know, it's like it's amazing that one that writer kind of lets it go, and then it's just too. It's like everybody else around them's like, oh yeah, that's totally fine. That seems like the one they na- landed on. I guess just it's most unthreatening name, which is, which is maybe the joke. Oh, but. which I, I will have to say is this is the interesting about that writer is um. This is the other movie he did. For as good as movie this is, he did the Dragon Ball Evolution script. Really? Now, I don't know if he could have maybe done the first draft. Because that's the thing, though. Is he could have done, like, maybe this awesome draft, and then it got script doctored. You never know. And then he yeah. gets, in the long run, he's going to get the blame for it, even though he might not have done anything wrong. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's one reason why, if I did go into film, I wouldn't want to be just the writer, just because you never know. Like, that guy's movie fucking sucks. Like, no, 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 you didn't read the original version. Fuck. 
<laughs> yeah, but nobody knows. Yeah. You know, so who knows? He could have been maybe not the main writer, but at the same time, it's like his name was on there, so... I mean, whatever. Yeah, you know. Still write movies, who the fuck cares? You know, at the end of the day, he's getting a paycheck. Yeah, exactly, you know, so it's, you know, can't, I'm not going to hold that against him, a job's a job. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you're about to say something, actually. I can't remember where I was going with that, but... Well, anyway, he, uh, he then takes, he's, he's in watching her, and he's watching her at her place, at his place, and that's when he forgets that his in-laws, or his potential in-laws are coming home. Yeah, and, well, I think Christina Applegate just, like, says that to him, like, he didn't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes this kind of game of him just hiding her from room to room, away from everybody. Yeah, and that's what I mean, it's like, I feel like the comedy there all feels natural. It doesn't feel like slapstick or out of the way. It's like, oh, no, no, that's just really just trying to sneak somebody through. Though the part when they initially get before that scene, like, the lead-up to it, they're playing that ska music, and they have all these guys in button-up shirts and sunglasses push, pushing their lawnmowers out in sync, mowing their own lawns. Well, that's supposed to be the thing. It's just, like, how suburban life, because that's where Marky Mark lives. He just lives in this, like, nice suburban neighborhood. But they always, you know, that's the thing about suburban. Everybody's the same. You know, all the houses look the same. Everybody's car mm-hmm. looks the same. It's like, I, I, I would say maybe you could say it's slightly slapsticky, but I get that. it's not that far off, though. I think that's the thing, though. It's pretty realistic. I get what they're trying to do, but it just literally looked like the opening to like a big fish video with the music oh, yeah. and that. It just it just it seems so weird. You would not imagine that scene right there is the beginning of the same movie where he's just dropping a bunch of body parts into yeah. a bathtub. And fucking disposing of them. Like the like the like the uh like the uh, professional or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's cause it's got that mix in there, which it's more just to me reminds me it's like that kind of movie where it's when you love so many different action movies. And you, it's almost like then you start finding comedy in it where it's like it wasn't there for the people that initially saw the movie, but when you've watched them so many times, you mm-hmm. start finding all these things that makes you laugh, but in like good ways. And mm-hmm. that's sort of like what comes together in this whole movie. And I think that's also what makes it just such a. I think the thing is, I will say this: I don't think there's a whole lot of movies that are similar to it. You know what I mean? No. It's, it's very unique in its own way, just by combining so many different elements in one. Mm-hmm. You know, as you said, like I think the Encino Man one because I think yeah, it's got that weird like. Almost like with the soundtrack and just kind of like. Well, when they're at like when they're at what's his name, uh, Lou Diamond Phillips's base of operations for the for the for the uh, ransom before and they got that buddy there. His name, which whose name, whose character's name is Gump. Yeah. Um, the whole thing with that is originally well, not originally. Um, first off, it's just one of those like you know kind of like sort of nineties he's nineties race jokes. The f- her father's about to commit suicide by doing the old fashioned seppuku. Uh, seppuku. Yeah. <laughs> And then gets a call. And he's just like in this ginormous like mansion that has nothing left in it anymore. He's just like he's just there by himself. And there's a scene even when he's like losing everything where he tries to sit down on a chair and they pick it up and pull it out of his way and yeah. all kinds of stuff like that. They're just taking everything he owns. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you just have like he. We find out that the girl is actually the grand, not the granddaughter, the goddaughter. To the uh, to their boss, yeah, to Marky Mark and Lou Dan Phillips is like big boss. So they're all interconnected, but they didn't know that right away. They didn't know that. So then it becomes so he calls Lou Dan Phillips over, like, I want you to find the motherfucker who kidnapped her, and I want you to kill her or kill him, and you know get the girl back. And from there, it's Lou Dan Phillips playing it off like Melvin did it wasn't his plan. Yeah. And, he, and before they do that, they go he goes and silences. His sidekick, the character Gump, which I'll say, Lou Diamond Phillips's hideout where he had that guy at, it looks like 
that it looked like the set to a Nickelodeon sitcom. Like it was like like it looked like the hangout. Like you know yeah. these kids would go to like oh we're here at our you know shack which is no which you know who's paying the rent on it? They're what rent? You know yeah, what rent? Yeah, it just had like all these just like fun like almost like toys and everything like that and they had like the original PlayStation in there and all kinds of just different things going yeah, Laura on. Laura could have been like a Power Ranger, like Power yeah. Rangers Rec Center or something like that, you know? There's just so much stuff going on then they got their like Trace Buster Buster and all their computers and everything like that in there. And then they then they like uh they get there and they Ludon Phillips kills that guy. Says, ah, oh. He told me it was Melvin. He told me it was Melvin. We gotta go after Melvin now. So then it becomes a chase of Melvin trying to get the girl out of there. Yeah. And then, you know, Bukim even gives him a call. He's like, oh man, you gotta get the fuck out of here. You know, he's, he's like, fucking Lou Down Phillips, he's crazy. He's coming after all of us. I'm getting out of here right now. You gotta do the same. Here's the thing. We actually... We one missed, of the, we one of the, the funniest one joke of the, in the entire movie. We Bukim is just kind of a character that kind of comes and goes. I think his character's name is Duke or Dutch or something. I think, I think it's Duke. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those things where... His character, he's just one of the funniest parts of this movie. We mentioned this before in other episodes, but never this one so far. His whole thing is he just he just learned to jerk off. He's never jerked off because, as he said, I've never had to jerk off before. I because I've been getting laid since I was twelve. Yeah, he says ten even. 10, yeah, and then, and then what ends up happening is he's uh, Church. His name's or no Crunch. His name's Crunch. Okay, so yeah, nowhere near as close to what we're at. It was, it was named some... Yeah, there's, there's an H in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> or K. I don't know. If Fire, I don't fucking know. U. There's a U. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there's a time I usually know my alphabet. Anyway, um, um, there was a... Uh, uh, so he's, like, he's, he's, he's always jerking off. And like jerking off's his new thing. He does. He's like turning down pussy to just go jerk oh, off. Oh, you tell Marky Mark, like, man, you just gotta start, you gotta straight jerking it, man. That's that's how you get it. Then you don't have any of these problems anymore. And he just says, like, I've been straight jacking. <laughs> you know, and he's always good. He's like, always got like an extra, a hand exerciser going on. Sometimes he's got like the gripper. Then he's got like the big, like springy apparatus thing so you can do it both directions. <laughs> and then he, and then like when he's actually calling Marky Mark to give him the, the heads up. The funny thing is, he's like at an airport and he's buying like a like a thing of lotion he says like no that's the aloe vera shit I want lavender they pull it away like yeah <laughs> they give him like the one in bulk <laughs> yeah so he's all fl- flipping out on him no it's like one of the funniest jokes I think in any movie just about and then that's the big well we'll get to it at the end but uh, I think we mentioned other podcasts before but then basically it just becomes a chase after a while and there's this whole period this is the one part of the movie that's actually kind of awkward to me um first off they kind of get the he gets his his uh girlfriend christina applegate and uh the in-laws out of the house and so he hasn't met just with the girl and she's all tied up uh this the school girl i should say she's all tied up and all that with you know she's a hostage but it's almost like he's picking her up and moving her more than she actually than he actually needs to she can still walk totally fine yeah but you still got this guy Picking up the small Asian girl, throwing her over her shoulders, sitting her up, lifting her up, yeah. wiping her mouth, and all that kind of stuff. Just almost for a while, like it just that seems part where it's kind of like ghost or whatever, and they're like making dinner, and they got the song playing in the background too. Yeah, and then like it gets you know, there's all like the sexual tension. Well, I feel like that's also that was right there where like the producers probably step. They go, 
No, she is not fucking sixteen years old. If you're gonna have this scene in here, like that's what I'm, I'm imagining. Like if I just sh- I cannot show this movie to my fi- to my hardcore feminist friends, they just give me this dirty ass look. Like the rest of the movie's pretty good, right? Well, at the same time, though, it's not like he's doing anything wrong. It's like well, it's one's like that's actually like he's just being a real nice guy, you know, and just well, it's one of those things, I guess, just because it just comes across like. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna use I'm gonna use like a term that I've heard a couple of times. I'm not trying to be too like fucking like Huffington Post about it or anything, but uh, but like yellow fever. Like there's guys who just have this thing like he's got a fetish for Asian girls. And well, I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think it's just he takes this person hostage, and even though like he almost ends up really liking her at the same time, I think it's just it's just the Marky Mark way of Smiley mm-hmm. being this guy who almost in a sense he he would probably fall for like almost any like nice seeming girl at first because you know they probably. You know, Christina Applegate was probably nice at first, and mm-hmm. the black lady was probably nice at first, though you don't even know. Though that, that time is long since gone. Yeah. <laughs> that just more sounds like one of those relationships where it's like, the painful, like... Like, it's not, it's nothing that's gonna kill the movie for me, but it's one of those things I just tend to notice. You know what I mean? And I, I can guess, see... yeah. It, it's, I, I, it's one of those... I more... guess it's just one of those things, because, like, she could fucking easily walk over there herself. She can get up on the table herself. It just feels almost kind of like very, almost kind of like fetishy than when he's all just like picking her up and she's still bound up and well, tied is, up. And, yeah, tied up. He doesn't she's want tied up. I mean, she, you could still tell she ha- she's, her, her hands are loose enough to actually move around and all that, but whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah, as I said, I don't think there's anything too, I mean, yeah, if somebody really wanted just to pick apart a movie, I guess. I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not picking it apart. I'm yeah. not being that guy. If you I'm would just... be that person like, yeah, like, I don't like that rape scene in a movie. It's like, well, you know, that's just life. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, there's no, there, there's no rape, there's an no, almost there's no rape, rape scene. scene. There's an almost rape scene, but no rape scene. <laughs> almost rape scene by the fucking nerdy but, but that guy. guy gets shot in the head, so that's okay. Yeah. Rape is treated with a bullet in this movie, so there you go. Yeah, that scene's probably, if, if there was one worse scene, I think that scene's actually worse than mm-hmm. that. I mean, it all comes around, but... I mean, well, that whole part, I'm not trying to, like, totally shit on the movie for this, but it's just one of those things. I know if I showed this movie, if I was sitting, if I was watching this movie with a girl, they just almost turned and just give me this dirty-ass look. I just know it'd be like that kind of thing. You think so? I think so, depending on the girl. I don't know. Yeah, I think, yeah, if they're a judgy, racy person. If they're maybe. a judgy, racy person. I mean, I know there's a part too where like they have like the turkey in their base and they're like fisting the they're fucking just and they're looking it. at that each other. That part's just funny, just because I think I'm not sure if that's meant to be funny or if it's. Meant I think to it's be, meant to be funny. Just flat out, just like fisting the turkey. Like that would be maybe the part too that if they didn't know extreme comedy, maybe that might bother them. Mm-hmm. But, you know. And then he just then like you know, oh, I got this stuff on me. Looks like you have to sit me up on the table. And then that's when she hits him in the side of the head with a hammer. But she was and... playing it. The, the, the whole I think the whole thing about that thing though is she was trying she was to come trying. on to him, realizing that that the, his weakness is being nice, mm-hmm. and then she could try to escape. And then he's very competent later. Like, hey, I get it. I understand. <laughs> that's like, because he's so nice. He's so nice. Like, Look, I'd try to get out of here too if I was you. But you know, I got a job. And then there's this other really funny running joke going on the whole time too. And this is like totally what makes it '90s. But there's this like. Big top movie store guy. And this guy's like super fucking like nerdy and over the top. He's like... Like Archie times ten. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, Mr. Smiley, I see you have a copy of King Kong Lives that's not in here anymore. Well, there was a little ten-year-old girl who wanted to rent it. But guess what? I had to tell her, no, Mr. Smiley has it. You can't have it. He's just Funny like, thing is, you are not exaggerating. I am not exaggerating. That's like identical, like fucking spot Now up. the void... Now the, the... Whoever comes into your head... When, he's, when you hear that voice, it is exactly what he's on screen. <laughs> and it is. And this, and this keeps coming up. And he keeps asking for, like, he's getting really threatening. He's even got, like, this wanted poster with, like, fucking, like, like polaroids. <laughs> it, looks, it almost looks very scary of, like, 
you know, big top videos most wanted. And the thing, too, is, like, you might say that joke sounds over the top. That is really not over the top for the 90s. People fucking took that shit serious in a lot of movie places. Well, I remember there was, like, this one time, this can, time machine, children, mm-hmm. uh, at Blockbuster Video. Uh, we returned a movie, and... I want to say we returned it on time, maybe in one or two days late. But for whatever reason, their system was fucked up. They're like, yeah, this movie is going to be $120. Like four times more than the movie's worth. And just like, how would I just buy the fucking movie? My mom was not much of a swear, but now I was a little kid. She's like, how would I just buy the fucking movie? I'm not paying $120 for that, you know? I turned it, maybe it was a day or two late, but your your system sucks or something. I know for a fact I'd not return it that late, and I'm not paying $120 for that movie. <laughs> it was just one of those things. Well, Blockbuster was always like, they were like the worst about that for the longest time. They like Before they died, they kind of fixed all like the error of their ways, I guess you could say. But well, You know, there would, appear, there would be a little bit of a late fee, but then there's this point where it'd be like, all right, if you wait a certain amount of time, just buy the movie. Then they just reach a point like, look... We'll suck your dick. All right, just, just you know what? Here, just rent. Just, just, yeah, just keep it. Just keep the fucking movie. But you obviously like it that much. <laughs> no more late fees. Just enjoy it. You know. But yeah, like I remember that was like the thing too. Because back in the day, people would not go to Blockbuster because of how bad their late fees were. You know. And the smart one was when, like, when the mostly mom and pop businesses did this, where it's like, okay, for every day you have, that's just an extra dollar more. So. You know, if you keep it a couple extra days, what? And if you, when it reaches a certain point, you just own the movie. You, yeah. You bought it. That's how it should be. It's like, once you hit 20 bucks, it should just be yours. Yeah. And, um, that's, that's, that's funny. This movie was really pointed that out at the time, was how much they could be like, hey, it's late. Where is it? You know, it'd yeah. always be some... And there was like, peer pressure, you pushing you up in the corner. And the, the thing is, because I remember there were times where it was like, just some like, 16-year-old kid. It would be one of two 16-year-old kids. One would be like... The kid in this movie who just got who just got a little bit of power and just suddenly just became oh this is mine you know and then there's the other kid just like look I it's, I'm just doing my job I don't I don't want to be I don't want to be this yeah. guy you know I want to get my promotion next week so just look the thing says you all this much I don't know what to tell you you know I think we've all been there at some job at some point yeah exactly right. it's like I don't make the fucking rules but yeah this is what it is so go fuck it sorry. Yeah, so there's that poor bastard too, but... This no. kid's not one of them. <laughs> no, no, this is the guy. Get, I think he's supposed he to be like the it. owner of the place, even though he, he's kind of like a he kid. He like he's 18. Yeah, like he's 18. He's probably like his dad owns it. And he's like, whatever, Billy, you fucking work it if you want. Or Archie or Andy or whatever you want to call this guy. Something with an A. Yeah, A sounds a little bit more right, but... <laughs> but no, so this thing keeps going on. It's like always like King Kong Lives. It's like the movie itself. So it's kind of like it's kind of like a random ass movie too. Just a random like King Kong sequel. And then when he's on the like, is then as he's trying to escape Lou Diamond Phillips. Because eventually what happens is all the other hitmen come to his house with his in laws there. He has the girl hiding in his car. And uh, when that's how China Chow is that her name? China Chow. Yeah, that's I think the actress China Chow. name. And uh, when he's sitting there in the car, co- when, when, he, when they, they come in, they're having dinner, they're, they're having lunch, and this kind of very, almost like, inglorious bastards, like, just clip this inglorious bastards, this almost, like, polite, but yet tense exchange, you know, they, they kind of know, the other knows something, and they're both trying they to... They all got guns underneath the table and everything like that. And then a big action scene comes out. What like, happens to the because he's been drinking alcohol all day long, he ends up, like, throwing up on uh, Lou Diamond Phillips, and that's when the... Right when that happens, then all the gunfire just happens. Yeah, and then from there, this big action, this big battle scene happens, and that's where Christian Applegate and the parents get out of there. And like, as he's in the middle of the shootout, Marky Mark looks over to like the mother-in-law, saying like, 
I'm sorry about this. You know, I wish you guys a safe trip, okay? And then he looks at Christian Temper. It's like, were you really going to break up with me today? She's like, yeah. <laughs> like, as it's going on. He's like, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> it just kind of goes along with it. I think that's what I like about the movie, because everybody is just so, huh, all right. Yeah, and I think that's perfect. Like, there's no, like, oh, what the... F-? No, I have to go into, like, some super dramatic thing. It's just kind of like, yeah, okay, accept it. That's what you want. <laughs> and then from there this big car chase scene scene happens and he comes across his girlfriend he had on the side as well as her guy that she was saying and he said look look, I got you the money I don't know what happened to the money he says well you fucked up the money's not here like I thought I got you that money and then finds out that she does have the money and she also has this copy of King Kong Lives <laughs> yeah like it's like for some reason when she was like leaving town the only thing she grabbed was the money in King Kong Lives so then what's funny is because he comes across they go off the road and the, it's an editing it's an it's an editing mess up and not only really an editing mess up it's more it threw me off for a second because he destroys one car it explodes but they show that right as their car spins out so for yeah. a second it almost looks like Marky Mark just execution style <laughs> kills the ex-girlfriend and her boyfriend so yeah. I was like dying of like hysterically that wait a minute wait a minute oh yeah they cut to a different it was just a weird editing job right there but yeah. I remember I just died nearly of laughter like did he just fucking <laughs> kill her <laughs> which would have been hilarious anyways because the whole time she's kind of like really obnoxious too so mm-hmm. but no he lets her live because that way he can get the money the VHS, as well as the, the her car to go into the next spot. Yeah. And Which, then it, oh, go ahead, sir. I was just going to say, because then it just continues on, because Lou Dan Phillips is pretty much like bound and determined to fucking stop Marky Mark, just so he doesn't get killed by the boss. Mm-hmm. And then they get, they actually end up pretty much at the big top video to have this huge fight scene. Was, uh, in the midst of all this, he's like, I should probably drop off this video since I'm here. <laughs> yeah, he's still trying <laughs> to do the right thing. But you know, I kind of think both the movie things, you know, realistically... What could any, if you just decide like to not ever pay that late fee? Like, what could they really do? There's nothing they could do. No, they, they just had like fear put into it, but it's not like your credit was going to get bad. It's not like they like worst case scenario, you just couldn't go back to that one store. I mean, would they really pursue you through a case? They no, because it wouldn't be worth yeah. for their money. You know, they, yeah. they might they might pay collections for six months, but most most companies will stop paying the, those collection fees because it's just a waste of their money after about six months to a year. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that goes to show that if you don't want to pay something, if you live in America, just don't fucking pay it. It'll eventually go away unless it's taxes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Unless it's taxes, everything else will mostly just go away. You find a way. Life find like taxes find a way, just like life. <laughs> yeah, as Jeff Goldblum. Put just it. like like Jeff Goldblum said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they get the big like the big top, and of course, you know the fucking like guys. He's like Mister Smiley. <laughs> oh, late fees are gonna be on here, and he's just like on the computer, like fucking excited. so excited to fucking like look him up. And just like, you know, all the different videos. And then he pulls it out. He's like, not rewound. Oh, charges. <laughs> and, like, and then he goes like, on. So, you know, like every single time somebody like, brings it's not like, oh, fuck, I got to rewind this itself. It's like, ooh, I got to charge more. <laughs> and, then, and then like, that's when he grabs him. He says like, I'm never coming to your store again because your condescending calls, your shit selection. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes on this And all your fucking charges! <laughs> and that's when Lou Diamond Phillips comes walks in. And the then door. they have this huge, like, kind of, like, mixed martial arts with, like, gunplay fight inside there. Two, like, at some point, two blades, sword fighting kind of stuff. Yeah, like, all those kind really of cool stylized. actions. Really a really well-made action scene. Yeah, really bad That's action. what almost kind of reminds me of, like, Hot Fuzz about it. Because Hot Fuzz isn't jam-packed with action, but the action that's in it is really cool. Well, the reason, like, it's, like, what I always liked about all three of those movies, Hot Fuzz and, um, fucking... 
Shaun of the Dead, Shaun and the World's, World's End. End is even though you could say they're comedies, but like they realistically are like their their genre. Like you know, Shaun of the Dead, it's really a horror movie. They just happen to have kind of like two stupid guys in it, which is what makes it funny. It's not a comedy first and foremost. It's actually a comedy second. And same with Hot Fuss. It's really like a, just a police movie. That just happens to have guys that crack jokes. You know, at the mm-hmm. end of the day, it's not like it's it's not like a comedy first and foremost. And that's what I love about it. And you can almost say the same thing of this movie too. It's legitimately an action movie, but it's got just a lot of comedy thrown into it. Mm-hmm. So like when you can have these action scenes, you can kind of believe them, and they they actually take them full on. Like, oh, let's make a badass action scene. Let's not make it comedic. Let's make it pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But then it gets to like one of the, the best jokes probably the entire movie because they start fighting everywhere. And all of a sudden, they're on, like, the top level of the video store, and they're fighting back and forth and everything like that. And then they come up, and they both stop, and they look up. And there's a picture of Bakim's character up there, and it just says, like, the adult section, our best customer ever. And it's just him giving two thumbs up, this, like, <laughs> huge picture of him. It's, like, hilarious. <laughs> and they just go back to fighting. One, one other thing, I'm wondering what this is about. At some point, they're jumping and fighting on the chandelier. There is a bunch of trauma yeah. movies all over that chandelier. They probably like trauma probably threw down some money for this movie. They probably helped with the some there's of the production. There's an Air Force One poster in there too. Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> like they probably helped with some of the production or wouldn't surprise me it was like some cr- people some crew from Trauma was in on this movie. Yeah, I am guessing somehow some way some obviously some money came from Trauma. I mean it's I mean let me put it this way. I mean not entirely I think it still feels more of like a you know a mass marketed kind of '90s action movie with a lot of weird combinations. I do see kind of a little bit of a trauma vibe to it, just for how over the top some of the characters are, though. Yeah, I, I could see that. So that would make kind of sense. Well, this movie is only like a thirteen million dollar movie, so it's a little bit of a low budget movie, and then it made quite a bit, it made thirty million dollars. But it looks kind of like, and I mean, not saying that it was like a, a massive movie, but it, it looks like a. Uh, it, it's it, it kind of looked like a lot of. I mean, it, not, and that's not a bad thing. But it looked like a lot of 90s movies at the time. Like a lot of yeah. wide-release 90s films. Well, it, and it still was kind of like, in a sense, the way. It took a couple of years for it to get ready. But, you know, $13 million back then, that'd be almost like $26 million nowadays. So mm-hmm. It's not a super low-budget movie, but... And then after this fat b- battle happens, um, I think Lou Devin Phillips has like a bomb on him or something. And uh, something like that happens. So, something happens to make it blow up. And he runs... He like He's running out of the store, and then just for that time for... Mark Melvin's boss to roll up and then he sees the boss and he's like oh shit and runs back into the store like no Melvin don't no, explodes mm-hmm. and that's where we jump like a, a month or two months later or something like that and we find out that Melvin survived because the stand of, I don't think it's even that long I think it's only like the few days or a week or not something. even that long I don't think I think it's almost like only well, it's a hand, not, it's handful a little bit of hours time. later not even a handful of hours later they said it was a minute it had to be a minute for some of the stuff they did. I think it had to be... I think it's a handful of hours later. Because she's already back in school. He had a call and reach out to his friend. They got a yacht suddenly. Well, cause, well that comes back around too. Because Blue Dan Phillips, like the one nice thing he does say, he's like, you know what? Like after that bonus, he's like, I'll give you my yacht when I die. That's what I'll do for you. See, I'm a nice guy. I'm mm. a nice guy. I'll give you that. That's a good point. That's a good point. So he, he, it does kind of come around like, okay, she's not the worst guy ever. He's still stuck to that. Well, however long later it is, I'm guessing it's a good day or so. A few days later at least. Um, basically, the stand from like her father's movie fell on top of him and protected him from yeah, the, the gold explosion. Stand, yeah, so he's able to survive. And funny thing, when it explodes, you see the nerd outside like, No! Not my star! <laughs> <laughs> which is hilarious and yeah he ends up surviving and then Marky Mark shows up to pick her up in the limo and it's there and by this point they've actually fallen in love and everything like that 
And they just run off together on the yacht. Yeah, they go off together on fucking Lou Dan Phillips' yacht. Mm-hmm. But fantastic movie. I, you know, it was one of those ones, like, maybe when we talk about it, it might seem like this kind of weird, different thing. And it, it, I will say, it's definitely not a movie for everybody. You gotta like fun. You gotta like 90s. Because, you know, anybody who's too serious of a movie person, I don't think would like this one. Mm-hmm. If you're too, too prestigious, like, a person who's like, oh, I only like, you know the award-winning movies. Well, then you're not going to like this movie. I this is by no means an art house movie. And this no, is... it is like, it is literally like what you call a fun movie. It's like a guy's like buddy movie in a sense. I'm surprised junk food cinema, maybe they don't like it, but I'm surprised junk food, this seems like an, a sh- something that would be on junk food cinema. Does it, it doesn't really seem too much like their style. It seems more like our style like kind of thing. Well, if they could do an episode on Space Jam. That's true. When they started doing some weird 90s ones like Space Jam and Mortal And then Kombat, Judgment Night, you know? Yeah, I guess, yeah, I could see it not being too far off for them, but no, it is just one of those ones, like, if you like martial arts, gunplay, Marky Mark, the 90s, some ska music, you know, almost even... Well, even, like, some of the, like, when they open up, just... Tarantino, you know, it's got, it's got so much stuff mixed into one. The opening shootout, it's kind of, it's got some interesting things I don't remember seeing in a whole lot of movies up to that point, like, they kill the lights, and then Marky Mark runs there with night vision goggles, taking out everybody... Just to give him like a leg. Yeah, up. I, 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 the part I like is I love all of a sudden the bad guys all start having night vision goggles. Like they knew this was gonna happen, <laughs> but then Marky Mark throws like a flashbang out and takes them out and everything like that. It's just really fucking bad. I mean, you, you see that stuff now, but I remember up to that point seeing that in a whole lot of movies, like that kind of thing. Well, this I'm movie, sure it has happened it, it, before. Well, if you do but, think about it, for 1996, even though I know it didn't come out until 98, it's one of those movies like unless you watched a bunch of Hong Kong cinema, like for an American audience, this really was fucking brand new stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're just like the action movies just hadn't got to that point yet, so it was kind of fresh and hip. Like when, when it comes to like that kind of like you know white guy interpretation of Hong Kong cinema, I think this one's better than a Mission Impossible too. I'm gonna say it. Yeah, well, fun. They're both John Woo movies in a sense. Well, this one's John Woo produced. That one's John Woo directed. Yeah, but no, I, I definitely better than Mission Impossible too. I mean, I like Mission Impossible too. It's my least favorite of the series, but no, this one right here is just like. It's just so good. Every single time I watch it, it just I just always have a great time. It's like one of those movies mm-hmm. I can always throw it on at any time, and it's just a good, fun movie. Mm-hmm. Tons of action, great comedy, great characters. You get probably one of the last Marky Mark songs. He's literally in the credits. You get a Marky Mark rap song. <laughs> probably like the last one he ever did. His swan song. Yeah. Just an awesome movie. Something that if you have not seen it, and if this podcast has not convinced you to go out and get it, well, I think you'll be missing out. Something to really check out. Well, till then, I think this is a good place to wrap it all up at. Check out oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, comics, movies, all that good stuff. And then, if you do want to buy this movie, we'll put a little link for the Amazon in the description. You can click that. It'll help support the podcast, but won't cost you any extra. Until then, I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. I'm Ryan Dunnigan. We'll see you some other time. Later, folks. Thanks for listening to the Old Man Orange Podcast. Check out our website at oldmanorange.com for even more podcasts, cartoons, videos, music, and more. Send us an email at oldmanorangepodcast at yahoo.com. Be sure to subscribe, share, rate, and review us on iTunes, Podomatic, or any of the other fine sites we might be located on. And if you want to help out even more, click on the Amazon or GameStop links on our webpage before you make any purchases there. Won't cost you a penny, but it sends us a little something our way. Thanks for listening, and tune in next week to Old Man Orange.